Hi everyone, welcome to episode 36. I am so excited to bring you today Sarah Matthews. Sarah has two degrees in marketing concentration, an MBA and a degree in sociology. And then later in life, she went to have a MA art and in book, graduate from the Corcoran College and Arts. And she teaches currently bookbinding printmaking at Alma Thomas Fellow at the Studio Gallery in Washington, D.C. So I hope you enjoy our conversation about printmaking and bookmaking and all the things that entails where she takes uh, inspiration from her colors and her great message about just doing things that you want to do despite of whatever is happening around you. And I also, if you are a Patreon member, you can see the videos and details of her books that she showed to us and her prints and things like that. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Sarah Matthews. I would like to announce the new community for the podcast and how can you support this podcast with Patreon. Now we have a community at Patreon, patreon.com or Podcast. We have tiers to provide you with many different ways to help the podcast and receive some perks and benefits. Also, you can start just with a tier that costs literally the price of a coffee. It would help a lot of the cost of the podcast, but also to have exclusive content, get-togethers, and all kinds of perks in the future. We have already set up many tiers that you absolutely will enjoy. I would like you to check, and I can't wait to see you there. Again, patreon.com forward slash or you podcast. I'll see you there. Welcome to the Artistically You podcast, where mixed media art is a place for all. Here, we are going to talk about art as a mindful practice, connect with our creativity, and embrace curiosity. This is your host, mixed media artist, Jana Oliveira. All right. Sarah, thanks so much for being in the podcast. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, it's such a pleasure and honor to have you here. Um, I've been following your work for such a long time and following your um, uh, your YouTube uh, conversations with Nat. We're going to talk about that later, but I'm just so excited that you are here. Um, but tell people, first of all, where do you live and um, where you are located right now? I live in Columbia, Maryland. I've been in Maryland for most of my life, but I, I am a military brat. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so a military brat. So we lived in Japan and North Carolina oh and New York. So, yeah, this is the place we lived the most. Wow. It's amazing. And so probably that influenced your art. We're going to talk about that. Um, oh, yeah. So definitely. tell people what you do in your art. Oh, so I am a book artist and printmaker. So yes. I kind of say that I make prints and then make books out of those. Prints. Out of the prints. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love bookmaking as well. We're going to talk about that. So um, and I uh, talked to Natalie and we have an episode with Na- we are talking about Natalie Kobach. And um, I just love because your art, I'm very attracted of colorful art i think because me my art i'm very colorful i mean i am brazilian after all and (laughs) and it's just the the printmaking for me is such an impact but i think printmaking is something that we don't talk a lot about 
as a as a art so i would like for people that are listening and watching if they don't know really what print maybe they heard about it but they don't know what it is could you explain to them so printmaking can be done with pretty much anything i say that because um, when I did go to school, when I went to the Corcoran College of Art and Design, I learned how to do relief printmaking, screen printing, um, those type of things. But then when I was home, especially during a quarantine, I was like printing with everything, like even the boxes from Amazon and like the bubble wrap. Like I was really like Recycling. getting into using what I had at home oh, wow. um, because I didn't have access to a press during that time. So hmm. I feel like you can print with almost anything. Um, and I think when you do that, when you utilize other materials, that's called a collagraph. Ah. So if you glue it, you take a, a plate and you like, this is an example. This is a collagraph. I made these with foam. So like a sticky back foam. Oh yeah. So just cut it out and then, you know, it already have the adhesive on it. So I just use this to print. Mm -hmm. so. so some people would call that a stamp. What's the difference? Yes. That is exactly the same thing. I think like in the art world, that's yeah. the term it's called, calligraph, but it, in it, layman's terms. It makes term, fancier. <laughs> it makes fancier, right? Yeah. So the printmaking, it's a little, it's different than screen printing because screen printing, you pass the paint on that surface, but the printmaking, yes. it can be done in any kind of surface, right? Yes, yes. You can print on fabric. You can print on pretty much anything. I have printed on my wall. So yes, you, you had a video. It. Yeah. And, <laughs> but also I, when I think about printmaking, I think about patterns because everything is so pattern rich. So is that always has to be the case? Is that a, no, I don't think so. Like I just made something yesterday that is not quite a pattern. Um, so it's like more like mixed media. So here it is right here. Oh, wow. So it's not, it's not necessarily a pattern. It's mm -hmm. just of different things. So yeah. So if you are just, think, yeah, if you're just listening, she showed basically a paper that has many kinds of prints in the same paper in different colors that basically yeah. that you could even transform that on a wrapping paper. Definitely. Yeah. And what I have been doing too is I consider myself like, sometimes I don't like to make multiples of my prints. Mm -hmm. So I'll make one and then I scan it into my, into Photoshop mm -hmm. and then tweak it yes. and then print it on my printer. So that way I can continue to utilize to that pattern. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. And you said, I don't have the print machine. So do you have a machine? Is that what you use? Is a, a print? I don't know the correct name of the, the official, like when. Oh, you oh a printing press. So yes. I didn't have access to a printing press, like an etching press here mm -hmm. at my house. So I was printing with my hands. So I'd use leather. Um, so the press uh, is that to make bigger things, the press? Or is yes, okay. yes, and then it has more of a pressure. Pressure. Do you know how like when you look when you feel like the paper and there's like indentations, that's mm -hmm. what you get from a press. Mm -hmm. um, whereas almost. if you're printing by hand, you don't get that deep impression. Yeah, you know? almost like unless, embossed. Unless you're using wood, yeah, unless you're using like wood or something hard, 
to oh. print with. Um, yeah. So where usually people use the press, they are doing large quantities of products with that pattern. Is that, um, yeah, maybe shirts? A lot of, yes, you can definitely do shirts. Um, I know I work at several different art centers and mm -hmm. each one is different, but, um, the one I primarily work out is Pyramid Atlantic in Hyattsville, Maryland, and they have several etching presses. They have letterpress screen printing. And so mm -hmm. there's access to utilizing those large, you know, pieces of machinery. So that's what I was missing during the time that I was in quarantine, but mm -hmm. I made the best out of the time that I had with what I had at home. What were you doing when you were doing using, my work? What were you doing when you were using the press? What kind of, so I was using, Oh, I was making wood black prints. So mm -hmm. carving out wood, oh, um, wow. or Centra, which is like PVC plastic. So it's like softer than wood, yeah. but harder than lino. Uh -huh. So I would do all three of those. So lino, Centra, and Whiplock is what I used to print oh, with wow. all the time. And then when I came home, I started carving my stamps. And you have to accept <laughs> the that they, they, don't, they don't work the same, right? <laughs> no, but, but I have like a drawer full of like, these stamps that I've mm -hmm. made, you know what I mean? Yeah. So she's showing um, a carved stamp. I use, yes. And so I use them. I now, like if I do print with a wood block print, I that would be like the background. And then I would add my rubber stamps on oh, top some, to add those layers. Some details. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That, that is another thing intriguing to me because, um, when I see printmakers, um, that's why I think I track to your work because when, you know, because I follow some printmaking people and especially because of the, um, carving and they mm -hmm. have a very like one layer kind of work. And when I found you, I was like, oh my God, because we can see that you, you, you don't make that just simple one print and that's it with you. You go beyond that. <laughs> And well, I used to before the pandemic, I used to do the one, the one print, one print. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you know why? Okay. Let me, let me go back. Let me okay. Go back. So when I was getting my master's of art at McCorkin college of art and design, and, um, I was doing, I was in screen printing class, but I mm -hmm. was utilizing for like the background. I was using the Centra as a relief print to print the background. And then I would screen print on mm -hmm. top. So when I was going to critiques before the, 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 the um, the summit was due, mm -hmm. um, I, I would say like, Hey, this is only layer two, but I intend to, you know, to add more. more layers. And people were like, Oh no, this is fine. The way it is. You don't want to <laughs> do too much. Oh no, you, you can't. Even the professor was like, I, you, you, this is fine. Just go with this. And I'm like, because no, you don't see much, it. right? You don't see <laughs> like, much. This is kind of right. Boring yeah. to me. I need to like add more layers. So I ended up adding like at least 13 more layers to this oh piece. Oh my God. And, and then, they freaked out. <laughs> yeah. So when I brought the, the piece to class, cause it was three books. People were like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I wanted to add more layers. Oh my God. So, but because of that, I got really self-conscious of uh. this technique. So I started doing one print, one print things. But when I again was at home and to experience my own practice, I started mm -hmm. 
re-implementing my layer technique. So, But isn't that interesting when people get afraid to go out of the shell, right? Because mm -hmm. printmakers, I said, I've never, I have a book actually here about printmaking uh, with these beautiful patterns, but they are just one pattern. Sometimes they are that round pattern, you know, the round pattern. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, it's very Renaissance kind of printmaking. But it's just to get inspiration about color combinations that I have, or sometimes a shape or something like that. I just flip through it just to get that inspiration. It's kind of a heavy book. It's like this. I, <laughs> I joke that you could go bicep curls with that book. Um, <laughs> but people have sometimes this fear of going outside the box, right? And experimenting yeah, with their work. Definitely. And then there are others who are afraid to see you experiment because they think mm. that you should stay in this box and yeah. i was like no i'm over here outside that box so true. playing and dancing and mm -hmm. having fun because that's the whole thing about art is like sometimes when you get so serious about how things are should be and this is how if, if you're going to be an abstract impressionist you have to follow this exact same code where you should be able to experiment and have fun with it because yeah. i feel like I've always said this too, especially to my students, like you learn and remember better when you're doing the thing when it's fun. When mm -hmm. it's not fun, you don't remember hardly any of it. Yes. So you might as well play, learn how to do it. And then when you're doing that serious work, That's you can true. apply what you learned during the fun times into doing that serious work. That's so true because even when I was, um, I did psychology and, um, you know, childhood psychology and special needs. When I, the classes that I like to, the teachers now we talked and I was, of course, more excited about, especially the uh, applied behavior and autism class. So because we discussed and it, I mean, it was close to me, right? I have autistic son and I was there because of him. So mm -hmm. I kind of had better grades in that class than, for example, when we had stood Freud, because I hate Freud. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't like his, you know, I don't like his his kind of field. So I had to make a class of that. And I was like, ah. but I mean, my other classes, like I thrived on them. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you were saying that you teach. What do you teach? Do you teach printmaking or art in general? I teach printmaking and bookbinding or book artistry. Currently now I'm teaching artist books at MICA. It's the Maryland Institute of College of Art. I also teach classes pretty much anywhere I can get my hands on. So I've taught at um, Minnesota Book Arts, Center for the Book Arts in San Francisco. I've taught at the Kalamazoo Book Arts wow. Center, Pyramid Art Center, like anywhere that I can be, <laughs> I will be. <laughs> so that is, um... That is part of they are doing your students. They are doing a degree in art. Is that and no, no. Um, this is this is the for fun arts. But oh, the MICA okay. is all is an undergrad, undergrad. Oh, okay, okay. College, yeah. So mm -hmm. and then I also I also teach online too. So I have a couple of classes on Creative Bug. It's kind of like Skillshare ah, yes. but for artists. Yes, I just saw. It. It's amazing. There. Congratulations on getting there. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I saw and then you advertising. I'm doing that. the creative jumpstart with uh, Natalie. Yes, so I'm gonna put the link for those as well. And yeah. um, so, okay, so people maybe think, okay, I create these patterns and I can layer them. How, if you are artists of printmaking, 
you can sell your actual art on a canvas, right? Or you do on paper and you can frame them, right? Is that how, how people do usually? Or they create more the parents to create other products like t-shirts, mugs, whatever. Or, you know, maybe send to this stores that use the patterns for creating, you know, how usually yeah, that they do their career. Um, so you could send it to a place like, what is it called? I can't, it just, it just fell out of my well, mind. It's where you, the fabric, it's like you can yeah, send your fabric prints. companies and yeah. And then they can anthropology, print the, print the, things like that. Yeah. Patterns. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other way you could do it, like printing it on bags. Like I print it directly oh, yes. on bags. Oh, you print you directly. I mean? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Directly on the shirt. Um, and then, I mean, I have done things where I've sent designs like t-shirt companies and then they print them, but I really love printing it myself. So for bags, do you use the canvas bags or is it another kind of fabric? Um, if it's, if it's not canvas, it's always cotton. So cotton or linen is what I, cotton or linen. what is okay. the best way to print. And I always use fabric block printing ink because yes. after seven days, it, and then you can it, wash, you wash it. Yeah. You can wash it. Yeah. And it's safe. Yeah. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So since that day that you did that experimentation, the class, is that mm -hmm. how you started to include layers or you were doing layers by yourself at home or that was that assignment that brought that idea for you? That was the, the assignment brought the idea because um, in that class, it was screen printing, but a lot of different disciplines could take the class. Mm -hmm. So there were writers in that class. There mm -hmm. were um, anthropology students in that class. So it was mm -hmm. different types of people and they were bringing what their background mm -hmm. to that class. So I figured since I was a relief printer, I wanted to make sure to incorporate that with my screen printing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I probably didn't score a lot of points with my professor <laughs> by doing that, but I wanted to I wanted to bring that part of me into that class. So yeah. and I also of course brought the book artistry because I'm like I'm the only book artist in this class, so I better make books, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Also it's amazing when you say cuz I heard your story before in the conversations you have with Natalie and other conversations that you went to school you know later, right? We are not talking that you went to art school as a 20 year old. Right. So no. I think it's a perfect example that sometimes like I myself, I decided to go back to school, you know, way close to my 40s to in that time to help my son and um, to be more informed. So how was that experience for you? Because I have to tell you, for me, maybe because it was not art and it's not that fun. But for me, it was it was a struggle to be with all these young people. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and there were some experiences that were not so good because I started my degree, you know, when you studied, because I did undergrad. So you have to study history and all that first classes that you have to do. And that was in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And that was not a fun time of my life because um, I suffered many comments that were not nice uh about my accent and uh things like that so it was a very um hard time for me 
But I think I started to have fun with my degree when I then moved to New Jersey and, um, and started to really study what I wanted to study. Um, so how was that experience for you? Because I have to tell you, everybody that talks about art school, they talk so bad about it. <laughs> like they suffered so much. Wow. Okay. I did not have that experience. Good. Per se. Um, okay. So I have my undergrad in sociology and my master's of business from an HBCU. I went to Bowie State University. So all black college. Okay. Mm -hmm. Amazing experience for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Then um, after I got my MBA, um, I think like a few months later, I was just like, I'm so bored because I was like, <laughs> not in class. Like I, I needed to do something. I needed to take something. Right. And so I knew that for fun, I wanted to learn more about art. So I started taking art classes at my local community college because mm -hmm. it's cheap yeah, and amazing. So I did that. And then um, because I already had my undergrad, I you know went to the, the counselor and was like, hey, so how can I just go ahead and get my associates in art mm -hmm. <laughs> since I'm already here, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, well, I did because I already had the other, you know, the science and all that yeah. math and all that stuff was done. Yeah. All I had to do was take the core art classes. And that's mm -hmm. all I did. Within within two semesters, I had my associate's degree in art. Then I was like, so what else can I do? <laughs> so around oh, as a 35, I think it was like 35. I decided I wanted to get my master's in art. Oh and um, so, again, coming from an HBCU and then going to this institution where I was the only black person uh, in my right. classes, the only, <laughs> the only black person in my class. So that was different. Right. Yeah. Um, and then people already have like these preconceived notions about you thinking who you are. Mm -hmm. And and then you have to like rise above those thoughts, you know, every day. Because at first look, they thought I was young, but I'm like, no, I'm like 35. I've already have two degrees. Like, I don't have to be here. I pay for this. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I can leave it anytime. It's like, it's not, I don't need this for right. my job, right? So this is really for fun for me. And yes, I struggled in the writing classes. I hated those. But yeah, all the fun. ones that required us to make things, I thrived in. Mm -hmm. I had amazing time in and I would recommend it <laughs> to anyone. Um, so, but by the same token, I feel like I could have learned that stuff at any community art center. Mm -hmm. um, but it's good to have that credential because I can, I can teach at Micah now because I have that master's degree, yeah. but I would not, I don't regret going to art school at all. Mm-hmm one of the best times I ever had. I even like, I was saying to some of my art friends today, like I'm still like yearning for that experience from art school mm -hmm. in my life today. Like I'm trying to recreate that. I'm trying to get the same presses that they had. I'm trying to get the same brayers that they have. I'm trying to get the same paper that they have because I want, and that, then I want the people too, because you get to bounce ideas off of those people yeah. who are your colleagues, right? Yeah. And I miss that. That's a great experience. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And 
you said something interesting. I was I talked in the podcast with Sukai, and she's a, a curator for African art, and we were talking about this misconception that sometimes people think that black art has to be just uh, people that draw black woman or it has to be angry art or it has to be <laughs> political art and I also had an artist uh, called Bokani and I will put in the notes what is the number of the episodes that do kind of a fluid floral abstract kind of art and mm -hmm. she said that people always get surprised when they discover she's a black artist because of this type of art that she does because they have this idea that and it's true some black people they i follow many artists that they do draw and paint black women or black families and but i mean in the history of this country how many artists painted we have in the capital many um you know white people that also painted white people you know um yeah. but do you think there is this box that they think that black artists do some kind of work so it's hard to think about our black artists doing printmaking or black artists painting flowers or a black artists painting fluid art but i think you know, I think, again, we're talking about this box that people are making. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you should be able to make whatever you want to make, yes. like whatever that inspires you as an artist. So mm -hmm. I think I would say later for all that and do what you love, because life is short. We have we learned in the last two years. Yes. Like life is short. You bet. Live your life to the fullest. If you want to do portrait art, go for it. If you want to do printmaking, go for it. If you want to sing at America's, you know, got yeah. talent, go for it because yeah. life is short. So I don't, I, again, I don't like boxes. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I want. And then if today I decide, Hey, you know what? I'm going to do portraiture. Yeah. Cool. I do political art all the time. Mm -hmm. And I also make other art. Mm -hmm. So it's not just one thing. Yeah. It's, and it's, I mean, in art, in history, art has been, uh, you know, outlet for expression, all kinds of yeah. expression, right? But I think sometimes us women, we get a little bit labeled what kind of art to expect from us. And, and, and I just think society sometimes does that to women. Um, but going back to your art, so you have these layers but i think your colors are fantastic so how do you get how how first of all how do you get that inspiration okay how's the process and i know you're participating right now this podcast is being recorded in december 2021 and right now in the month of december there is a challenge on instagram by julie fenfei bowser um which i do coaching with uh she does uh carved december and yeah. you are participating. And um, so you have, of course, she gives prompts and everybody's participating. There is a hashtag carved December, uh, if people want to mm -hmm. look it out later. So what do you think? Okay, I have this idea. I'm going to carve this. But how do you think 
the color combination you're gonna do? I always start with the lightest color and move to the darkest. So it doesn't matter what the color combination mm. is, but it can't be um, like, you can't put like yellow and purple together because you're gonna get brown. So yeah. those things I take into mm -hmm. a, you know, into account. So you don't wanna do red and blue because you're gonna yeah. get brown. We have to know a little bit <laughs> of the color wheel to do what you yeah, do because yeah, exactly. you were putting the things on top of the others. So if you don't know a little bit <laughs> yeah. of the color wheel, we're gonna be in trouble. Right, and I just messed up. I didn't, I meant to say, I meant to say red and green, not red and mm -hmm. blue. Red and green, you're gonna get brown. <laughs> Yeah. So you got you got to know that part before you start printing. But the funny thing is, I got a C in my color theory class. <laughs> <laughs> color theory is hard. Uh, I think because like I was either bored or I just didn't like how they were teaching it. I just didn't really, you know, grasp it. But mm -hmm. along the way, I figured it out. You know what I mean? So. Listen, I had many courses about color theory, something that I really like. And I bought a book. And when I bought this book, I was like, this book blew me away because you went so much deeper than what I thought. And there's so much. And I was like, okay, this is a little too much right now. My brain is kind of like, <laughs> and I got afraid of the book and I'm trying to go little by little, but it's kind of a deep hole. <laughs> yeah. But do you do you have any print close to you that you're doing for Carb December that we could show? I know I didn't ask oh, you before. Okay, so uh, she's showing a pattern that is uh, kind of circles, right? But a circle, there is some rectangles. Oh, upside down. Yeah. It's um, Q. So basically, yeah, this is um, the prompt was alone. Mm -hmm. And so I carved out the O's and one Q mm. and really it was about, I mean, it was like, to me, it was, it racked my brain because I was basically thinking about how it felt to be the only black person in the room and also representing all black people mm -hmm. and how exhausting that can be. Yeah. But um, I try to be more lighthearted after this prompt, but <laughs> I was like, this is, when you said alone, I thought about all the times I would be in class and I'm like, there's nobody like me. They don't understand me. Yeah, but, it's um, hard. Yeah. yeah. So, so you said I grab the darkest to the, no, the lightest to the darkest. But that means mm -hmm. that you don't think about colors before? You just grab whatever's close to you? Um, I have, I have all the, the, the pads right here, ah. front, you know, and I just, set them out and then whatever I feel that I want to do, I just go with Yeah, it. she showed some ink pads for us, for the ones that are listening. Yeah, I use Versifying Claire as my number one. I and, know Natalie um, used that as one. Is that your favorite? Yes, because it really has really um I can see this. Yeah, and I can see there's a crisp print, right? Yes, yes, that's why I like them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I've been using Moonlight White. This is by the Moon and the Maker, um, KP mm -hmm. and for my white. So this is another one where I did, I printed the, the white oh. and I like how it shows She's up. showing a black background of some this, kind of, it looks like stars, right? Yes. Yeah, so the prompt. And you have gold. Ah, you have yeah. gold there. How do you mm -hmm. do this gold? So I use the Delicata, um, 
ink. It's by the same same company that does the versifying clear. I don't even okay. I have it on my. Oh, here it is, Delicata. Oh, I didn't know about this one. They yeah. do silver and and gold. Mm -hmm. So, but printmaking can be done with ink as well, like printmaking ink, right? Instead of. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. instead of um, stamping pads, um, they can yeah. be done with... So this, this was, I started using these during the pandemic. Uh, mm -hmm. Because my daughter at the time was four, and every time I would roll out ink with the brayer, she would put her hand in it. So I had to figure out something else so she wouldn't, like, get the ink everywhere. Because you know how printmaking ink, it just goes everywhere. Yeah. So... That was my solution. But when you guys use the big press, you do use the ink, right? The big press. Yes. 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 Yeah. And, mm -hmm. okay, so then you started making all the prints. And so when did you get inspired or did you discover, you said, I want to do books, handmade books, bookmaking. <laughs> I love bookmaking. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here's how the story went. So I knew I wanted to get an art degree and I was trying to figure out what, what I wanted to do because I thought I wanted to do interior design because I was watching all this HGTV stuff. <laughs> but um, they posted this um, this degree called Art in the Book. And I thought at the time I was making invitations, this would be a great thing for me to do because they do letterpress. Mm -hmm. So I'll be able to letterpress my invitations. That's what was my thinking, uh -huh. right? But um, four semesters into the program, I took bookbinding one and advanced printmaking. And that is pretty much what I do every day. Those two classes in my life. Because doing them both and, and, and the fact that they were in the same semester, like changed my trajectory and how I do my art. So what kind of bookmaker do you do? What kind of binding do you usually do? My favorite is flag books. So they're based off of the accordion and then you just cut out flags. Ah, the flag book. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So this one, um, I created after I was watching this thing on Washington Post on mm -hmm. YouTube and it was talking about like the scenes what happened after Breonna Taylor was killed mm -hmm. and um, it it was talking about how they were being prosecuted for like putting holes in the walls you know because the neighbors mm -hmm. could have been hurt too based mm -hmm. on what was happening right so I, and this is a departure from anything that I normally do because this book has no color, mm. but got holes in it. Oh, it's beautiful. I think you guys that are listening, do you usually just do the flag books? That's my main thing, but I also do um, artists, not well, um, altered books. Mm -hmm. So I take an existing book yes, and That's then I rebind I, it. I love that. Yeah. So, which utilize. Yeah, and let me show you. Me, in my ignorance, I call junk journal. 
same thing. Yeah, but I'm not, um, you know, I'm not a, I don't know all the terms and things, but I did this um, stitching right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And this uh -huh. is, this is cardboard. I just put a, yes. And I put a bunch of things that I paint um, and even like, um, my son you know this was he was a little younger my son brings stuff from <laughs> from school and i would put there because i'm like they send all these things why i'm not you know it's, yeah it's like personal. what do you do with it yeah exactly. this is my personal so for example here you see in the yeah. back is his learning writing nice I, they would send and i said well i don't want to trash this and I thought no. if I put on a book, so you see also there is like things that go wrong and papers that I painted that, you know, or jelly prints and, and things like that. But um, I just love doing books. Um, back, in, back in the days when I was in scrapbooking, I actually uh, used to do a lot of books. I actually taught a, a little online class about books. I used to do mini albums, what they call mini albums. Um, mm -hmm. but I think it's just so amazing for you to create something out of just the papers that you have. <laughs> it's just yeah. amazing. And I would buy this, um, books, you know, there's several books out there to teach you all kinds of stitching methods, but I like the simple ones, the three thing and that's it. I, I it. yeah, I don't, I know there is Coptic and. I don't have yes. I don't have attention enough for that. I don't have patience. Um, so <laughs> I say the same thing about um, etching. It's a printmaking technique. And somebody was asking me if you know I would teach printmaking and it would be primarily intaglio or etching. And I was like, I don't have the patience for that. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> so, but your printmaking, what is amazing is that you create all your designs like you carve all your designs right yes yeah. and and you also have a set of stamps with the art forms, right yes yeah and i would say about like 95 percent of them were were carved stamps that i transferred into um, a i'm file just and sent to them. i'm just gonna put it out there like i wrote on your instagram some of your carved December could be some art for me. Just I you know. know. Just putting out there. Just know. you know. I I'm, just you know. I'm, think about the it. Funny thing is, this this carved December I'm using scraps from my. I know, know. My and it's sometimes when I see the vision, you take these little pieces, and I'm like, what is she gonna do with that? <laughs> and it's just like amazing. But tell just people if they are not familiar with art forms, which. I love. What is Art Foamies? Art Foamies is a wonderful place. It has a lot of different, uh, well, first of all, it's run by KP and her daughter, Maxie, and her yeah, husband. It's a small business. Mr. Mr. Moon. So it's just the three of them, but they're mm -hmm. amazing people. Yeah. Um, and a lot of different artists put their designs um, and basic Art Foamies carves them out of foam. And yeah. then you can buy them, which is yeah. pretty cool. Have, so you can have a piece of that artist I with was, you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was using some of Natalie's 
callback here so oh, you yeah, can see. Yeah. Um, they are, and what I love about them for me that do abstract art is that, first of all, I think they are better to storage, but I just mm -hmm. like the flexibility and, yes. you know, but I love also the carving. I actually have carving um, materials here. I have to just get my head around it and do something. I feel a little intimidated because, but when I see carved December, you guys do some cool pattern out of, I think sometimes we out think- Out of trash. We yeah. were making stuff out of trash. I but mean, I like... think sometimes what intimidates me is that sometimes he thinks it has to be complicated, but then when you put no. just an O and a Q, and I was like, and then it makes sense. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It oh, makes like sense. This one, this is from the other day, and I basically just, because the, the prompt was together, mm -hmm. and so I just put a bunch of scraps on this easy mount foam, and then put it on this plexi, and then I just printed it in diff three different colors, and this mm -hmm. is what I got. So Ooh. it looks like it was intricate but it's scraps i didn't even alter these i took them out of my bag and just put them in here yeah you know what I mean? and where do you get so, this plexiglass oh this is tim holtz tim holtz oh really? it's um yeah it comes in different sizes oh. and then i got the easy mount um clean the easy mount yeah and i used to do that them. when i used to buy rubber stamps without the backing yeah Right, yeah. so this they is exactly great. what I did. Oh, yeah. well, but it doesn't require a... me carving anything. I just threw some scraps on. Yeah, there, right. Yeah, so, and sometimes yeah. When I yeah. when I saw you, I said it doesn't need to be that super cool pattern That's because serious. I think yeah. the the secret of printmaking is that something ordinary like a circle and a cube, but combined and in different colors. That I think what makes mm -hmm. the you know the yeah, special like, things. So for today, it was secret. Mm -hmm. So I did gifts, like presents. Aww. So it's basically just a triangle, I mean, a rectangle and a cross mm -hmm. and a bow. And that was out of scraps. Like, where is it? Um, yeah, I don't have it over here. But it was like out of scraps. Yeah, right? little so pieces. Yeah, we can see that. Very, very simple. Very yeah. simple. So what are you going to do with all your Carved December prints? A book? Uh, I'm going to make a book out of them. Yeah. I always do that. So either, so there, last year I'd made the book first mm -hmm. and then printed in it. But uh, this time I'm going to take all the pages and cause we're on, um, 17. So now I'm going to start printing on the back of the rest of them. Mm -hmm. The ones that are already printing on the back so we can have more, um, patterns. So when I could put it together into one book. Yeah. So as we have five minute, 40 minutes here on, Tell people, I know you are teaching in Creative Bug, right? Um, yes. How how did you get that chance to be on the Creative Bug? So cool. Um, so this is after George Floyd mm -hmm. and Creative Bug was recognizing the fact that they didn't have as many black artists on their, nope. on their platform and they recognized that they needed to get more. And so they said, they said in the post, hey, if you know any black artists, please tag them in this post. Well, somebody did. They tagged me. Wow. I didn't, I didn't even know who they were. 
they gosh. tagged me. And then next thing I know, I got an email <laughs> and the rest is history. And I did go back and find that person and, and sent them a print because I was like, so thankful Aww. that they actually recognized me because I didn't know who they were. That's so nice of you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, good for them. Better late than never. Right. Cause yeah, yeah that is something that I noticed that as well. But, and you have one class there or two classes? Oh, I have a 30 day challenge. So that was like literally 31 classes. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh my gosh, I shot like a hundred videos for that at my house. Cause at that, that time it was during, during COVID. COVID. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because like, uh, creative bug has a studio that usually people go there. Yes. Yes, but at the time there was an uptick in California, and I was like, "I'm not coming to California." Mm -hmm. And they're all, and so after a conversation, they're like, "Oh," and I only did this for like a few different people, but they're like, "Since you already do YouTube videos, you know, go ahead and shoot your own videos." And so I did. Now, mm -hmm. when I got to do it, and when I got to go to their studio a few months ago, I was like, "I want to do this way from now on because this is less stressful." <laughs> Yeah, and you can just be there doing people recording. Right. You don't have to think about exactly. angles, quality. Uh, no. No. Yeah. That is amazing. So that it's 30 fun. days of prints? 30 days of um, learning how to print different motifs. Oh, wow. And then, then you make a book at the end of each week. So you'll leave at the end of it four books with four oh, books. Oh, wow. And tons of stamps oh wow and mm -hmm. for people that don't know creative bug is super affordable and if i'm yeah. not wrong they have a free trial so well right now it's um six months free and then 50 percent off for life that's what it is now so that's a oh, good deal wow yeah and so it's like four dollars a month yeah and you can yeah and if i'm not wrong crazy. you can even like sign up with Amazon or pay with Amazon, something like that. Um, yeah, but it's super affordable. They have sales going on all the time and they don't teach just art. They teach all kinds of things like sewing and um, all and kinds of And how to take things. care of plants. Yeah. Which, yeah, I'm a plant mama, so. Oh, oh, I need to <laughs> take a look script. because I bought a house and I know nothing about plants and I want to have plants. And... <laughs> I'm tired of buying plant. plants and they are dying. My, my plant babies. Let's see. Oh, wait, come on. Where are they? Oh, They're wow. There. You have to tell me <laughs> later what kinds of plants are better for the house because I have no idea. Uh, I well, don't want to kill I them. Can tell you what's not, I can tell you what's not good for the house <laughs> if you don't have humidity because I've killed them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so. you are also teaching at Creative Jumpstart with Natalie Kalbach. And yes. is that you doing one project? I think it is, right? Each person does one project. Yes. Yeah. And it's a 10 minute video per person. And that's why it's called Jumpstart because mm -hmm. we're just giving you, like you that know, jump a start. little bit. And then you take it on to the next. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, mm. uh, and do you plan to have class for yourself on your website or not? You know, a lot of people ask me this <laughs> and I keep thinking that I'm going to do this, but I've been teaching so much that 
Because you already teach, right? You already teach. Yeah, I already and... teach, so I don't know yet, but maybe I'm, I, I mean, I, the viewers can like chime in here. I was thinking like maybe doing like once a quarter mm -hmm. where it's just like, hey, we're going to stamp and make books for a few hours together or something like that. But I don't want it to be like to, I don't want, I want it to be more spontaneous than maybe like, um, maybe like a zoom class that's people go and yeah. have like, like I know Julia does his live zoom classes of three hours, two hours. I've been to several of those. It's fun also because you see everybody working together and yeah. you have time to share. And but I, what I, what I miss the most though, is because we're doing zoom. Mm -hmm. All I see is your head. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, and I don't see what you're making. And that is to me, it hurts my heart. <laughs> but in, in no. so I've been in some live classes with Julie. Um, there was one that was four hours about, uh, balance or it was a principle of design. But some people, the way they put, they, you actually can see they sometimes people stand up, grab the materials. No, they are listening. And you can see, you know, they doing. And yeah, but I mean, you cannot see the table, but they show up no. what they're doing. I mean, I have to tell it's different, but I have to tell mm -hmm. you, uh, for me has been gratifying to be able to do classes with people that before I could not do because they used to do just in-person classes. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, it has been gratifying that way. Uh, more high-level classes online. Um, mm -hmm. You know, But I also teach online, but it's not, it's not like through only me. So like yeah. if you do go to my website, I do have the list of all the classes that you can join. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have. <laughs> uh, and it's through Zoom. It's through mm -hmm. Zoom too. You know, mm -hmm. it's not only um, in-person classes. So, and I have yeah. to tell you only another good thing. I always try to think something positive. I, I think another thing that is good at Zoom actually, yes, we just see the person here, but at least we see the people. I like to see the people. It's bad when we just have the Zoom and you don't see anyone. It's kind of like, where is everybody? You know, just see your, you just see their name, yeah, <laughs> and no, no picture. Yeah, and you, <laughs> you see their faces when, you know, the teacher says something or, or it's a homework and like, you know, when I did boot camp, she would say at the end the homework and you see people like, <gasps> you know. Oh yeah, I had to like. Cause it's not, it's not graded. I had to stop doing assignments in classes because people would just not do it. And I'm like, well, we can't move forward unless you complete the thing. Yeah, assignment, so it was yeah. just always a disaster. Mm -hmm. It was always a disaster. Like you were supposed to print your prints so that now we can make the book. Now you're going to make a book with a blank piece of paper. Yes, mm -hmm. they are. They're going to make it. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's like... yeah. But to me, it was that, um, Boot camp was um, really hard, but at the same time, life changing for me. It was mm -hmm. a totally different experience, but you're right. Like, I think what we liked is that to talk of the struggles of each artist about what they struggle about that piece and have a say and discuss and, or other people say to you, oh, but I don't see that, Jenna, that you see in that. I see this and this and this, you know? And mm -hmm. messages that some people wanted to do more art that has messages or some people want to do, you know, we had all kinds of different people 
and that was so rewarding to me. I felt like it was such a deep conversation, but very nerdy about art and color and mm -hmm. you know message and all that. Um, and talking about that, the last thing that I wanted to talk a little bit is uh, you do with Natalie Kalbach a YouTube series, uh, video series, right? Uh, talk yes. a little bit about that. And I'm going to link your YouTube so people can take a look. Yeah, so um, it's called Art Collab. And mm -hmm. after we did, here's how we started thinking about doing it. We did um, an Instagram live together where yeah, she interviewed me. Yeah, the brush, yeah. And we... I like, saw that laughed. one. We, we laughed, yeah. We, we laughed our heads off the whole time. And we're yes. like, we should do this. For real. <laughs> yeah, you were so good. And so, yeah, so we start. We started with the first one where we exchanged supplies. No, mm -hmm. oh, I'm sorry. No, we exchanged books. So we right. Up the yes, you send each other books. Book, yes. And we sent it to each other and then we had to finish it. And man, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys make us Ooh, cry. And yeah, you guys make good. us cry. Um. <laughs> What I love about these conversations that you guys have is sometimes it's hilarious and you guys are not afraid to talk about all kinds of topics and but sometimes they are kind of touching, right? And I've cried some moments listening to you guys and sometimes I laugh so much. Um, I think this is, you know, I, I say this all the time. People love to say the bad things about internet and social media and blah, blah, blah. But hey, if it was on for that past the brush, I, I would have not met your art. If it was not you guys doing that, you know, these conversations that you have, and it makes me think about things and you have that connection. And, you know, we would not have these things if it was not for the internet. I mean... That's true. Maybe for you guys, you're... You're just having a conversation between each other, but you really pass emotions to other people because I'm there listening and I'm like, oh, oh sometimes I laugh so hard. And <laughs> and I just think also it's amazing uh, to see your friendship forming, right? Uh, because yeah. in the beginning, you guys were talking more about, you know, arts and, but then you guys now are more, I think you know each other more. So it's, it's great that you are not afraid to talk about, you know, hard things. Sometimes, um, I think as women and we have different races, we sometimes feel that we should not talk about because it's very, it becomes political. But to me, it's not political. To me, it's my life, right? If yeah. I talk about, uh, for example, I am an advocate for, of course, acceptance and I know neurodiversity because of my son, because I see the things that I have to encounter all the time. I decide to live with him in public, mm -hmm. right? Because of the way mm -hmm. he, you know, behaves, stereotypical things that people would say is not AKA normal, right? Um, but it is my life, right? <laughs> um, yeah. It is, it's not political. It's not like, it is part of my life. I am here today doing this because of my son right right and you are there your art is influenced by your race your 
coming, your family, we all are, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just amazing this these conversations. And I know you guys are on break now for, uh, you know, the holidays. And when are you guys coming back? I I don't remember. Fe you guys said that, but I don't February. remember. February. February. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and and people, I would you know take this time that we, you know, I would take some time look at her youtube and go back and watch the you know the ones because you're gonna be delighted delighted you guys should do also more um instagram lives because that was so much fun <laughs> you know my my sister says the same thing she's like y'all don't do any lives anymore and i'm like i know <laughs> i'm kinda, like i know that like I, I am really into technology, but sometimes with lives, I don't, I feel like it's so unpredictable and I feel more comfortable with doing it on Zoom, but. Uh, because it's, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not like <laughs> totally public, right? It's not yeah. totally public. People have to it's, register if they really want to watch it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then we could, I, and I feel like when you do, when you do Instagram lives, it's scrolling so fast that I can't like see the what comments, you're saying and yeah. I can't respond. Whereas if you're looking at it on Zoom and see the chat, I can go up and yeah, down and there. see what mm -hmm. you said and then answer the questions. I feel more mm -hmm. comfortable that way. But yeah, we should do something, especially since you know we're going to be doing season two next year. Mm -hmm. We should do a couple of lives before and get people to come. To do you guys have that. a plan of the topics, or it's just like? Let's go. We just have a man, oh, we, like we don't plan a lot of things. Oh, we do. You, you do. We do plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we plan a month, a month in advance what oh. we're gonna do. Look at you guys. Um. <laughs> so, Sarah, what is in store for you? What is your goals for the next year? So, I have a solo exhibition at the Ooh. University of Indianapolis. <gasps> that is awesome. Uh, that'll be yeah. The I think it's January eighteenth. No, I'm sorry. That's not right. I think it's like, it's January through February. I can't remember the exact dates, but. Um, I hope you showed that on your Instagram. I, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to show it. And I'm, my mom and I are going to go visit the exhibition. And unfortunately, because of COVID, we can't have, yeah. you know, a, a talk and all that good stuff, a reception because, yeah. But either way, my mom and I are going to go visit it and I'm going to video everything and you know, make sure everybody sees it. Oh, that is awesome. Congratulations. Thank uh, you. <laughs> and that's the thing I've been like wanting for years is mm -hmm. to have my own solo exhibition. Yes. And I'm just, you so know, when we, it. when we have that in our mind, we work for it. We, we take steps ahead. The universe bring, this is what I believe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here's the thing. It's like, I was doing a talk for them mm -hmm. and someone asked like, what are your, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I would want a solo exhibition. I really oh, want, that's what I'm striving for. And then after the call, they're like, Hey, we're going to give you your first solo exhibition. I was like, what? It's fantastic. It's like, you know? Oh my God. But Hey, <laughs> it's what I say. You have to put out there. You have to, yeah, put out there. You have to say it. Now, nobody, nobody's going to know unless you say it. So exactly. Exactly. So you're going to have that. Are you any other plans of, uh, online classes or things like that. So there, 
I filmed five classes for Creative Books, so the other four classes mm -hmm. will be um, released next year. So that will be coming. Okay. Yeah. And, and follow her on her Instagram. I'm going to put again. Yes. So her Instagram handle, I'm going to have on the notes and on the blog post, but it's I am Sarah Matthew, Sarah with H at the end. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, some Sarahs doesn't have the H. It confuses me. Uh, and yeah. her website is IamSarahMatthews.com. And look at her shop mm -hmm. as well. She has some prints to sell there. She has also some foam stamps, right, from um, yeah. Art Foam. The large format. Mm -hmm. So the gigantic elephant that I used to print on oh. my wall is there. Oh, and man. then um, I did a I love that elephant. Thank you. I did a Woodbox print um, years ago that is a uh, self-portrait of me. Mm -hmm. So I had that translated into art for me. So that's also on my site too. Uh, I'm so thankful, thankful for you to be here and uh, talk Thank to you for us having me. a little bit about printmaking. And, uh, you know, uh, I was crazy to know a little bit about your process. And I would encourage people to go to your Instagram and look at the Carved December. I know whatever point you are listening to this or, or watching on YouTube, just go back to her post when it's December 2021 and you're going to see she's posting videos every day of the prompt. Every day. Which is amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, how she can keep up with videos every day? Um, and the amazing um, prints that's coming up from them. And let's hope, let's hope they're going to be foam stamps. I'm just keep hoping that, as you said, we I mean, have to I put in the universe. Year. I did that last year. There's a carved December art for me set. Yes. Yeah. yeah so I, I will definitely. I put saw some very good ones. Some of them. Yeah, yeah. I put some of them, not all of them, but some of them. <laughs> uh, you want to keep them all to you. Uh, so. Uh, or you, I can, you can, you can send me a list of what you think should be art for me. And I'll see what I can do. Uh, so I would highly encourage you to see. You're going to have so much fun watching the videos, but also see. And I think if if you are not watching the video and you didn't see when she showed the prints, I think her Instagram or her website is the best place. So you can see this layering that we were talking about, the colors, and you can see how, how it works. And you can see that she used not just patterns, but she used sometimes words, phrases, things like that. So you can use to kind of everything that you want. It doesn't have to be just, oh, I just need to do triangles. No, you can use words. You can use, she did with elephants in the last one, right? When you created the elephant, you know, stamp, you did the whole patterns with elephants. You did your wall, you did everything. So don't, don't put yourself on a box, right? Printmaking can be all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, Sarah, thank you so much. I appreciate thank it. You. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you listening to the podcast all the way here to the end. And I would like to thank you so much and to help us spread the word about the podcast. You can share on Instagram and tag me. I would love to share as well and take a screenshot and tell me what you're doing while you're listening to the podcast or leave us a review an Apple podcast. We really appreciate if you could do that. It really helps spread the word about the podcast. I will talk to you on the next episode.